working in the booth. <laughs> it's just us usually. It's usually pretty crazy. It is. Okay, we're live. We're live on the air. So this is it. You've made the big <laughs> time. <laughs> Do you feel different? Yes. This isn't just a radio show, a college radio show. <laughs> this isn't just two dudes sitting in a garage. This is... <laughs> <laughs> this is the Great Dive Podcast. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Everybody, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast with your host Jamesy and Old Brando, and and we have a special guest for you today. It took us a while to find her, bring her to you live, but everybody, give a big proud TGDP welcome to Kitty Calhoun. <laughs> Say hello, Kitty. She doesn't Hello. know who Kitty Calhoun is. You haven't been listening? No. You know who she Kitty Calhoun is? This clown show. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Kitty Calhoun is a, a pretty big, big-time uh, diver person. No, she was a climber, remember? Oh, climber person. Climber. Have you yeah. been listening? Dirk, Dirk no. Tyler's. She was Dirk Tyler's yes, Dirk. love interest in, in our story. She's, was it a love interest? Well, it wasn't our story. Oh, okay. We yeah. kind of took it off the rails. Yeah. Wow, well, of course. You destroyed two <laughs> but, people's lives. <laughs> Are you having an affair with Kitty Carlisle? Calhoun. Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have with us Elena. Elena, say hi. Hello. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you should be happy to be here. Just read the lines like we told you. <laughs> Elena is uh, Brando's daughter, coming at you all the way from California. Sunny, yeah. you're supposed to say sunny California. All the way from blazing sunny California, California. <laughs> cooking California. <laughs> she got away from the fires to come hang out at TGDP. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she's like, okay, I can go back to the fire. <laughs> the fires, fires would be bad. easier to deal with <laughs> than these fires, two. These two clowns. Hmm, tough choice. I should, you should probably fill us in on all your My marine biology credentials. Because <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're very fitting for today's show. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> so I study marine biology in college. So I have about three years of marine biology college-level courses under my belt. Well, is it is it three years at three and a four, half years at a 4.0 or three years at like barely pulling a C? <laughs> It's probably somewhere in between the two. Uh, <laughs> uh, fair answer. You're also doing political science. <laughs> I refuse to answer that on the grounds it may incriminate. I guess I know some stuff. I know a lot about coral reefs. That's what I'm going to say. Do you know the scientific name for uh, fire coral? No. <laughs> no, that would be stupid to know that. <laughs> Who knows that? Nobody knows that. Do you know the... Is this a, a quiz? Well, this is... This we're is trying the, to show you what you know the, the average person believes a marine biologist knows. Oh. They, they're like, wow, marine biologists, you must know a lot of Latin names of, like, nudibranchs and things. Right. When in reality, they probably they run, grab their uh, they have science to, book. The, the yeah. And they go, I better, I, I better know the Latin name of the nudibranch <laughs> because then you know the yeah. reporter's going to ask me. They grab their iPhone and they go... 
Hey, Siri. Yeah. What's a uh, grand pony fish technical <laughs> genus and species? Right? They don't know that stuff, though. No. You don't know it off They don't know yet. anything. The Crayonis floticus. <laughs> I th- from what I am gathering from her, her courses and what she's working on, I think the majority of work is in the realm of learning scientific method. Yeah. And how to conduct like studies and whatnot. The marine right. environment is what I'm Because really getting. what I have is an emphasis. I have a biology degree with an emphasis in marine biology, which just means I know a lot of biology and like this much on fish. And then there's some <laughs> fish in there. Then we, there you yeah. go. Then we All go right, to right. we we have fish every Friday <laughs> <laughs> in the program. So Yeah. It's not a bad deal. Yeah. <laughs> and your dad liked to scuba dive, so. It works that, out so good. All right, well, well good. that kind of added. Uh, and you're a diver, too. Yeah. And I'm, you've been diving for. She's, she made the wall. A, she's on the wall. More than a decade now, right? Um. Yeah. Well. No. Maybe a little less. A little less. Just like under, nine I think. years. Okay. But not regularly. Next year, yeah. So. Good so mix of warm water, cold water diver, too. You've done yeah. some Great Lakes diving with us before. Yes, I so. have. Heck yeah. Yeah. I don't like cold water diving, no. You, you don't? No. I'm sorry. What microphone. are you talking about? Give me that microphone. About? Get out of here. <laughs> We're done here. Why would you not like cold water diving? It's uh, it's cold and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. That's exactly <laughs> why I don't It's refreshing. Like the refreshing does. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, let's get started. Enough jocularity. Yes. <laughs> You're jocking the hell out of this show. Jocularity. <laughs> so this week, we're going to do a little change up from our normal ranting and raving. We're going we're gonna to try to get scientific on you. We're going to drop some science on your asses. <laughs> and uh, with the help of good old Marty Snyderman. Isn't he a filmer? Isn't he a... He's a uh, yeah, he's a, well, he does a lot of uh, videography, photography. Isn't he a movie guy? Right, yep. Yeah, he's uh, filmed a bunch of movies, filmed a bunch of documentaries, um, I know he's worked with Discovery, and I think he worked on a lot of the Shark Week stuff. And oh yeah, so does he do water stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah, a yeah, diver, all, like yeah, mostly yeah. marine stuff. Rights for dive training. Rights for oh, he used he, to he ride, does, write for a lot a, of magazines. The California, yeah. what's that? California magazine. California magazine. Yeah, that's the one. I love that magazine. <laughs> what, <are you> doing? <laughs> what California magazine? But he's, in, he's in a bunch of publications. You see him all, all around. Have for years. Okay. It's his life. Was he at DEMA? Did you meet him at DEMA? James just got back from DEMA. Wow. It was exciting. I wouldn't say wow. You say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of walking. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of shoes. And I made, a, I made a terrible, terrible choice in shoes. And I'm paying the price for it. I can't even put this shoe all the way on. Vans? Did you wear your Vans? No, no. I wore some. I wore some dress oh, shoes. Yeah, that were already a little uncomfortable. I was like, they're they're uh, they're yeah, kind of broken. They're kind of broken. Ten hours walking. Removed the heel from my foot. Um, <laughs> the back of the heel. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just rubbing up and down. Yeah, like good it looks shoes. like I. Dude, I hate to tell you this. James doesn't think it looks he's like getting I took any it older. Off with a chainsaw. Okay, but I've watched James from when he was a, a punk rock rebel guy. <laughs> To becoming this citizen, and uh, I say that derogatorily. Ooh, that's a terrible. <laughs> that's the worst thing you could call me. Because he used to just be up yours. Now he's hey, don't walk on that person's lawn. <laughs> Things like that, and now listen. He's, I'm a. Uh, I, I went from he's, look. He's got gray hair too. If he, he's wearing this hat. That's right. He's got gray hair. I um, I'm I'm the kind of guy that. Always puts the cart all the way away in the, <laughs> in the grocery store parking lot nowadays. Yes, he does. <laughs> there was a time when it was like part of the rebel yell. There was a time where I, I used to ride it all yeah. the way across, <laughs> just to just crash leave it, it in the, the car, middle of the parking lot, <laughs> just to crash it in the car next yeah. to the the bin. Uh, so yeah, you're going to find that good shoe choice uh, is becoming more critical in your life. It's like there was a time it's like, oh, that those shoes look cool, and you'd wear them, and the pain and was like, care. no big you deal. Next year, I'm wearing my grandpa's Your orthopedics. orthopedics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Pulls his pants up a little higher every year. Pretty soon, they'll be up. They're like at the fifth button. They're going to be up at the third button in about five years. 
Let's not get crazy. <laughs> yes, Slow down. Says now. All right, so we're, let's talk about developing your animal savvy. We haven't we haven't talked too much about wow. really marine life in the underwater world. Usually, we spend a lot of our time talking about the woes of education and the the, the yeah. lack of thereof a lot. And I'm sure we'll find a way to fit a little bit of that in. But <laughs> <laughs> this article is more about tips for understanding and interacting with marine creatures. There's a great little article out of Dive Training Magazine. This is like 10 years ago, August 2007. That was the last through. time they had a good article. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. That wasn't nice. No, this is uh, Dive Training is one of, one of my other favorite magazines. <laughs> James is running a lot for of good. Too. This was There was a, a time good, James no, never would have gave good, a compliment to anybody. Serious, a lot of good articles. A lot yeah. of good articles in, in Dive Training Magazine. He's, tra- he's trying to get a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> he's become part of the system. He's one um, of the, he's the man. He's always been. It's just been. He's a, been undercover. A yeah, <laughs> the only way he Listen, can really. I I find a infiltrate. I find a, that that I have a lot of respect for Mark Young, Jerry, <laughs> Catherine Castle. If you're listening, <laughs> James Mott, James Ian Mott at Yahoo.com. Drop me a line. And uh, there's a lot of good contributing uh, editors and photographers like Barry and Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they, they've always got really good, uh, really good stuff. I find. I think it's a great magazine for my students, like just coming yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just because they do have a lot of good tips. They've got fresh writing. Uh, there's definitely ads in the magazine, no doubt about it. But it's not like just travel and well, gear. It, it's not just so obvious that every article is oh. written to promote the ad on the page before. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's like an, a huge ad and then the review. Right, exactly. And they get five stars. Yeah, the, the articles are okay. a second ad okay. in a lot of magazines. This this magazine tends to not be the way. Okay. So, for all of you animal lovers out there, which we know that there's a lot of, that's a good majority of the divers out there getting it because they want to go out and see cool little creatures and cool little fishies, right? Yeah. Are they true animal lovers? Are they vegans? <laughs> well, some of them, some of them might. Enjoy, or are they hypocrites? They might enjoy There's, eating a little bit of the old lionfish nowadays. It's it's kind of politically correct too. Oh yeah, to go kill an animal, to kill a lionfish. That's a, the, the, this, this whole like species, Brandon. We gotta save the animals. Oh, except for the lionfish, kill those <laughs> bastards, kill them all. Let's make a big poster about killing them and rub their blood on our face. <laughs> I I I find it disgusting. Come on, man, it's another animal. But they're invading. They're destroying the reef. I think the reef will find its you own think balance. The world's, the world's gonna, you think the world has the ability to find its own natural balance? Mm, well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah. You're trying to say that for billions of years before we even got involved, <laughs> the world was balancing itself without our help. <laughs> yeah. There we, okay, I stand corrected. But well, I still don't like see... the, the whole feeling of, yeah, let's kill the lionfish. I'm not going to give up on this lionfish thing because I, I see it everywhere. Well, you know what they're doing to the urchins, right? It's worse. No. They're see, urchins. oh, drop some knowledge on him, please. <laughs> the, so the urchins... Oh, you think, you think the urchins are bad? <laughs> no. Go ahead. <laughs> the urchins are eating all of the kelp beds in Southern California, at least yeah. I know. And so for restoration projects... They get a team of like volunteer divers and they go down with a hammer and just smash the urchins to kill them. Like you're playing whack-a-mole. Yes, that's. Why like don't they get animals that eat the urchins? Well, because and bring them in. Yeah, that's how you mess up this whole balance. Yeah. No, the the balance is there is the, the urchins are taking in. over because the animals that ate them are being yeah. killed. Yeah, which are like Thank seals you. and stuff. But <laughs> did I you know? Mean, speaking of sea urchins. Not to interrupt you. Like, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, she's like, I hate this happens all, Get used to it, Elena. This happens all the time. I, I know. <laughs> uh, the gray wolf. The gray wolf has been taken off the endangered species. The gray wolf. Uh, th- lots of those in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know gray wolves <laughs> ate sea urchins also. No, but they, they eat, don't. They eat one they lionfish. Eat seals. And they eat lionfish. <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's talk about seeing but some it, of those things. It's akin to it because the, by seeing the some of those things, gray I mean. wolf, 
was on the endangered species wait, and all these other you, animals that wait, were you, prey were like out of control. So we used to go hunt them. Yeah, go kill all these. And now the gray wolf came back. Mm-hmm. So things were starting to balance. Oh, take it off the endangered species list. So people are out killing them for the fur again. There's let's no get to, restrictions let's get to the bottom on of this. It. You look in the mirror in the morning and you say to yourself, "That's the what gray wolf." What happened to you? Yeah, exactly. That's the gray wolf. Wow. All right, so let's get into this. Wow. <laughs> Here's a common diving scenario. Marty starts off. Tell me if this is you. <laughs> Or I should say, which group of this is you? A group of divers goes for a dive. Afterward, some divers rave about how many animals... Freeze. Is this like the whole group, or is it going to um, talk about each diver in the group? This is the whole group. Oh, okay. And you're going gonna... to... Which one am I in the group? Yeah, yeah. I'm the one with the knife I'm, in his mouth. I'm, as- I'm asking you that. <laughs> a group of divers goes for a dive. Afterward, some divers rave about how many animals and fascinating behaviors they witnessed. In stark contrast, others claim there wasn't much to see. What's the difference between the divers who saw so much and those who didn't see much at all? Fogged masks. You are 100% right. <laughs> defog. Spit in your mask. <laughs> They're using that defog crap versus spit. In short, it is often their animal savvy. Some divers develop skills that allow them to truly see what is happening in the underwater world and that enables them to find and get close to marine creatures. These divers know where and how to look to find all kinds of marine animals that the others rarely see. Their animal-savvy skills set takes the successful divers to an entirely different level in what they experience when they dive. And it seems like they see and learn new things about marine creatures on every dive. Their diving is filled with personal discoveries. Others, unfortunately, sometimes have a difficult time finding and getting close to marine animals. And just as often, they fail to recognize behaviors and events unfolding before their eyes. In short, these divers have not yet developed their animal savvy. The good news is that it is never too late to develop your animal savvy. Let's take a closer look at uh, some of these things that we can improve this. And that's what this article is about. Where did the word savvy come from? It's uh, French for, for savoir faire. It's everywhere. Remember that cartoon? Oui. Savoir faire is everywhere. You you don't remember it. No, Blaine. I don't know. That. But she does know French. Are we correct in our uh, terminology? Correct. Savoir faire. Can you say is it everywhere. properly with a proper French accent? Savoir faire. That sounds savoir. like an Americanized French <laughs> accent. Pretend uh, pretend we're on the the banks of the River Seine. Savoir faire. Whoa. Whoa. That was... uh, Savoir faire. This uh, show's getting kind of savoir faire, (laughs) you know what I mean? Savoir. Savoir faire. Can you say it like a British French guy? No. I say savoir faire is everywhere there, mate. I think we... Okay. Back. That's, Enough uh, jocularity. All right. First things first. Simply put, until you become a fundamentally sound diver, it is best to focus your energies on developing your basic diving skills rather than turning your attention towards the creatures around you and what they might be doing. Word. Word up. Right. And that's. What do you think about a, that? A strong opinion that we have a, a lot of the time, right? Oh, yeah. Like if you're struggling with buoyancy control, you're. you're struggling to stay in trim and you're tr- at the same time trying to get close to that uh sea fan with the oh there you go the, the lion <laughs> so you, know, you can kill it <laughs> well you're you gonna come slay it. you're gonna come flapping and flailing and, yes. and slapping your hand right against those venomous spines and you're not gonna have a very good rest of your day is, is uh venomous french venomous there you go <laughs> now what's it the, is what's the if it wasn't before i don't need, i don't know I know the French word for spines. What's the what is it? Epine. Epine. Yeah. Venomous epine. <laughs> if you act like le, uh, every le French, venomous epine. You can say toxic. Like toxic. Oh, oh. Yeah. les epines toxiques. Yeah. Oui. Exactly. Uh, Ooh, I like it. If you uh, act She's, like every French person in every movie you've ever seen, 
Now, see, I was doing the ha 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 in France, and I was getting some dirty looks. Yeah. Lane says it's kind of derogatory. <laughs> She's like, I've, I'm stereotyping the French male. Yeah. Ha ha ha. What do you think this is? Pink Panther? <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> do they say that a lot? On TV, they do. Yeah, they they actually do say that. Oh, see, because that's like their oh my god, like yeah, ooh la la, yeah, ooh la la, ooh la la, yeah. <laughs> see, that's what I would hear. Even language. <laughs> I was going, what did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> he can't. That guy, he can't speak <laughs> French. And he's trying to <laughs> act. That's he knows French. you can't speak it either, so he could say anything. Okay, so. Marty went, uh, went about, you know, speaking with a number of professionals in the industry, instructors and dive masters and veteran divers and spear fishermen and marine biologists like Elena here and mm. photographers. Street urchins. To get some true knowledge of the reefs. And he mm. came up with three concepts that everybody kind of agreed upon. First one being what came we came up with these five <laughs> concepts. <laughs> no, these three. Lane does, Lane's looking. <laughs> I'm really not getting uh, any don't of these get any of these. Right. You, uh, seeing as you're dropping out of school and joining the show, <laughs> yeah. you've, got, uh, you've got one week to get through 87 episodes. <laughs> and then these jokes are going to, you're going to love them. Enough with the jokes. <laughs> so the first one, um, People have to be comfortable as divers, like we just talked about. you got to be a good diver to begin with. Two, the power of knowledge. They repeatedly, these people that he talked to, uh, emphasized that the more a diver knows about various animals, their lifestyles, and the environment they live in, the better ideas those, the better ideas those divers are able to develop about where and how to find and approach the animals. I'd agree. I concur. You're what do you girl? think, Lane? Yeah. I mean, but then you get those places like the resort that we went in yeah. Madagascar. Yeah. Where like people don't know how to dive really, but they still see all this cool stuff. Just because there's so well, much of it. That's pretty typical. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So, I mean, if you walk into some place that's just teeming with marine life, you're going to see a lot of marine life. Yeah. You know, if you go to a, a the zoo, you're going to see tons of cool animals. If you just go walking through the woods, you're going to have to have a keen eye to see mm. those animals, right? Trained you, eye. Yeah, you're going to have to have a trained eye to find the little critters mm. and rodents and p- specific birds. and. Yeah. Depends on the woods you're in, but yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Again, typically, yeah. you go walk and take a little walk through the woods and go, ah, there's nothing out there. No, there, there's tons of stuff out there. You just... There's beasts. Yeah. There's you just a lot don't... of stuff, yeah. A little knowledge goes a long way towards understanding how and why various cleaner species, animals that rid other creatures of echoparasites and dead tissue, fungi, and bacteria, often advertise their presence, as well as why and how other species display to gain their service of a cleaner species. So if you don't know what a cleaner fish is and what type of fish are looking to get cleaned? You're just looking for this cleaning station to happen on a reef anywhere. Well, you're going to be struggling to find that part of uh, the underwater world happening. I hope some of our listeners aren't like cleaner than what? Cleaner <laughs> than the dirty fish that's playing in the mud over there? Cleaner than the, the well, young a... kids' fish that are dirty all the time anyway? What? What? <laughs> But we should tell them the cleaner fish are fish that clean other fish, like their their food drippings in their mouth and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the the, yeah. the dead tissue and the yeah. bacteria and the parasites. Sounds delicious. Yeah. That's uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. That's <laughs> I'm make a dish of that. Actually, humans are like a cleaner fish of turkey and Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a vegan. In some respects, some of these suggestions sound theoretical. But Marty gives us a really nice little experience and insight that he had. Okay. Looking for some sea lion pups in the Sea of Cortez. Mm -hmm. He says, I had only spent a little time diving with sea lions, but I had grown to admire them. 
and wanted to photograph sea lion pups. I knew that Mexico's Sea of Cortez was a great place to find sea lions and that the pupping season was in the late spring to early summer. So I thought that time of year might be the perfect time to make a trip to the Cortez to get my photographs. Sound pretty good, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's some research. But what <laughs> happened was he started picking up some books and learning about them, and he realized that when the pups are born, old mama's very protective, and old papa is very territorial. So trying to get in the and then the pups, they don't even let the pups in the water for a number of months until they've kind of grown and old enough to be mobile. What and, about and the middle child? The middle child it's is kinda, the, the second usually to get eaten by the shark. <laughs> oh, did you hear that, Lane? <laughs> so, yeah, some of those big 800-pound uh, territorial yes. males can get They're pretty big. aggressive with the guy with the camera trying to take a picture mm-hmm. of... Because uh, those, those sea lions don't realize that that uh, Tokina lens on the front of your camera is <laughs> <laughs> not an aggressive... It doesn't handle aggression well. (laughs) So uh, Marty says, however, by the time the pups are four to six months old, they are given much more freedom to roam on their own and in small packs. By then, the pups are often very curious about divers. The breeding season is over and the big males are much less concerned about territorial intruders. And ultimately, getting some photographic opportunities was much more likely. Well, there so you, you gotta go. know you have mm-hmm. to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You can't just show Do a little up. research. Sure. Yeah, you can't just show up to the ocean and think you're gonna see a whale shark. Hey, ocean, I'm here. Where's your whale sharks? <laughs> Bring them on. There's no whale sharks in this ocean. I can see a damn one. The third point that the group consensus was is there needs to be a desire and willingness to learn from others instead of trying to be know-it-alls. The like, people I spoke like with, us. <laughs> the people I spoke with decided to become learn-it-alls early in their diving careers. They suggest that you ask more experienced divers and dive masters like Brando when and where <laughs> and how to find specific animals, what behaviors to look for, and how to approach various species. It's like the old joke, like when you get on the boat in uh, in Cozumel, like every dive briefing from the from the dive masters the same. Oh, this very good dive. Sometime we see manta. Sometime we see eagle ray. Sometime we see no shark. Like every every yes. single dive. And you know what you see on every one of those dives? No mantas. Oh, no. man. Yeah. No eagle rays. What is that no accent? Because no that wasn't Spanish. I that, was a, that was a French-Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes we see... I thought it was an Eskimo. These, uh, these dives are full of savoir faire. <laughs> savoir faire. <laughs> savoir faire is everywhere here. Did you know they saw uh, some whale sharks down like in Key West and whatnot? I heard that recently. Yeah. And they had a a great white hanging out yeah. in yeah, the yeah, last yeah. two years. I've, I haven't, yeah, I haven't I've heard, heard some of, great whites off great Florida white, occasionally. Uh, yeah. This last year, but yeah, down like down off the Duane. Yeah, the whale yeah, sharks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so I mean, you get that story out there, though. If you own a dive operation, he's like, yeah, hey, we saw a whale shark today, right? <laughs> you come back and you put it on the internet. Wow, business is booming this month. Yeah, they're Boom. looking for the Boom. whale shark. The and the dive master on the boat's like, sometime we see the whale shark. <laughs> and he's laughing. Right, right. He's laughing later that night. Yeah, they because, fell for the whale shark. Because then somebody l- looks at that photo and goes, they don't have soft corals in <laughs> Key Largo. <laughs> <laughs> Slow and steady. The idea of a diver chasing and catching and cornering a marine animal that can swim when the creature doesn't want to be around the diver is laughable at best. (laughs) Our swimming skills (laughs) just don't measure up. Well, this reminds me of depends on who you're talking. This reminds me of my uh, old your swimming skills. Your swimming skills, Mister Shark Johnson over there. Shark Johnson (laughs) was my nickname back in the. You didn't know that. You ever heard the story of Shark Johnson? No. He's a he's a uh, handsome leading man. I thought everybody in the knew story that. of my life, <laughs> modeled after myself as me. But I remember going to the uh, actually this very thing. I remember going my first time to the Keys. I was a, I was a teenage kid, you know, uh, like 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 I think I was like nineteen. Yeah, I was like nineteen years old, and uh, we we came up from the dive, and it was almost like word for word this. 
you know, somebody was chasing the Eagle Ray, and somebody was pointing over here to this this moray, and I like sh- shot over it because I had to see this. And somebody's, oh hey, this over here. So I shot over to see this over here, and came up from the dive thinking I didn't see shit on that dive, <laughs> but it was just because I was trying to see everything. Mm-hmm. I saw nothing. But had That's I taken zen. Marty's, had <laughs> Marty wrote Cohen. this article 15 years prior, maybe, I would have known that slow and steady is how you see more. What does the sound of Shark Johnson seeing nothing? It's this. God, son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 there ain't nothing seeing this damn reef. <laughs> I'm, I'm here, Ocean. I don't see nothing. I'm here, Ocean. Yeah. Where you at? <laughs> Well, do you define your reef dives on how many things you've seen? Oh, that's oh. deep. Now we're oh. getting down to the nitty gritty. Have you? Do tell. Do tell. What, well, do, you, what do you mean saying, by this? Like maybe. Is it a good problem. dive if you've seen nothing? Maybe this should be on the list is you should define Expect your nothing. dive on that. Lower your expectations. Yes, exactly. Expect nothing. With everything and, in life. Uh, yes. This Be grateful for anything. This is just <laughs> <laughs> welcome, matters. welcome to a day in the life of Elaine Schwartz. <laughs> welcome to adulthood. Your key to happiness is to lower your expectations. <laughs> Some people probably do. I think a large percentage of, especially newer divers, they do yeah. grade that dive or evaluate or, or rate that dive based on what they see. Mm-hmm. It's a good dive or a bad dive, solely based on the creatures. Yes, so often. Yeah. Right? Um, or it's not the most perfectly intact greatest shipwreck. It's kind mm-hmm. of beat up. Yeah. You know, beat up and broken down a little bit. Ah, that wreck sucks. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, the only good wrecks are the ones that are perfectly intact. You, you get a lot of that from people. Mm-hmm. If it's, if the, if you didn't get a pot of dolphins blasting by you on the safety stop that dive sucked mm-hmm. a lot of people get a little what's the word savoir faire they get a little je ne sais quoi no their expectations get too high and they they expect the dive master to provide them well yeah those amazing yeah, sites yeah. on every dive but you got to realize you're going into nature and nature's gonna right nature will is chew you up and spit you out and it also goes back to your intentions if you're diving to say that you had this great dive and saw all this cool stuff rather than like because i enjoy diving oh focusing on the goal she did listen last week no, oh, this is just in her blood. Two weeks ago. Two <laughs> weeks. DNA. Good job. So um, in seeing these things, he mentions, I try to map out my approach in my head before I make my first move towards an animal I want to approach. I look for sea urchins and other animals that I want to avoid crashing into. And I look for sandy places that I might settle onto or put my hand or fin tips to brace myself without damaging the reef. I make sure my gauges are tucked in tight against my body because the last thing I want to do is get hung up on the reef while making an approach. So being aware of your surroundings is what he's trying to Mm -hmm. say. That's a big one with every dive. Yeah, rather than, you know, you see see the moray eel sticking his head out of the, the, the coral and you approach and you approach and you're getting closer trying to get the head right there in the frame of the, the viewfinder of the camera, and then as you're clicking the shutter, boom, that's when your forearm smashes into the fire Whale coral. Whale shark next to you. <laughs> crashes into the fire <laughs> coral, and you're all tore up, right? It's being like seeing the fire coral as you're approaching, yeah. seeing the urchin as you're approaching, knowing, although I'm trying to get the picture, I still have to be aware that I'm mm-hmm. part of this new underwater world. Don't push the boundaries. Don't. Don't do it. As human beings, we establish a comfort zone around us that we call our personal space. Right now, the three of us are very close. (laughs) Well, that's because we don't have long cords. (laughs) No, it's because we're very close with each other. Over the years, I have found marine creatures to be much the same. So I approach marine wildlife in much the same way as I do when meeting people. Like cheap pickup lines or what? (laughs) What did, how do they do this? How do you, you doing? Do you uh, do your fins hurt? Because you've been swimming through my mind all day long, lionfish. 
Elena, come on, you're, you're in college. What are the, what are the good pickup lines? Are those lines wings? Because you look like an angelfish to me. What? That big machine one? Did you fall from the vending machine because you look like a snack? Oh, oh. That's, that, that could get you arrested nowadays. That's a Oh, man. <laughs> Almost anything can get you arrested nowadays. He was looking at me. Did you see the way he was looking at me? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no. Speaking of which, avoid eye contact. Well, there you go. With the animals? With the animals, yes. Years ago. I'm not looking at you, <laughs> whale shark. I'm looking at you, whale shark. <laughs> I'm looking uh, over here. <laughs> Hurry up, get the picture. <laughs> well, have you ever been like on a dive, you see the, the sea turtle, and you go swimming at it, and it kind of looks at you and goes, oh, no, I'm out of here. No. Takes a, takes a U-turn looks... and goes. What he's saying is that if you just don't look at it and barrel in like you're, you're heading for it, no, see, I'm they're the sea more turtle likely, they're, they're, more, they're more likely to stay calm and stay where they're at because they're not intimidated by your eyesight. I try to, like, hypnotize them with my eyes, like like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do the Bella Lugosi Dracula thing. I'm like, come here. <laughs> come here. Don't Years ago, a photographer and marine biologist, Doug... Savoir Fair? Doug Savoir Fair <laughs> suggested going one step further. When approaching turtles and numerous other marine subjects, Doug intentionally <laughs> avoids direct eye contact with the animal he wants to approach. So is, is Doug's last name really hard to pronounce? You're looking at it. And I'm just like, Doug, we won't Perrine. say his last it's, name. It's a per, perine. Oh. Or perine. I'm not, okay. I'm just, was, or I... Is Doug like Cher, you know, in the marine biology world? You had Doug? No, but Savoir Fair. Doug was on that dive board? It fits so, it fits so perfectly, great. so I just went with it. Doug changes the wardrobe like a hundred times a show. He's crazy. That's why I always show up to the Cayman Islands with eight wetsuits. <laughs> there you go. If you're like Doug, he puts on quite a show. Over the course of my career, Doug's advice has paid off in spades with creatures ranging from turtles to fishes. Advice never like always. Uh, the advice of no, never. <laughs> never. Wait. Always look a fish in the. I'll never forget. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Never <laughs> look a fish in the. <laughs> this is advice my grandfather told me, and I'll never forget it. Now, this one, you know, you you'll be on uh, a page with a little bit more. Is choose the right lighting. Right, a lot of marine animals are not comfortable out in the open. Moray eels, octopuses, lobster. Labsters, 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 labsters don't come out often at all. I've never seen a lobster, really. Is there such a thing? Crabs, crabs and lobsters, lobsters, crabs, shrimps, fishes, and others that vary in size from relatively small blennies to toadfishes to wobegong sharks spend a lot of time hiding in holes and under ledges. Blennies, eh? Blennies, Hmm. hiding. So if you blast them out with your dive light, <laughs> right? And then look like right flip- in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, uh, in the eye. it's like flipping on the lights, yeah. you know, and all the cockroaches go. They scatter. <laughs> scatter away. Using a dive light can be very helpful, but you will want to keep in mind that on the whole, hole dwellers are trying to avoid being in the light. So if you shine a bright light directly on them, in many instances, the animals will retreat deeper into their hiding places. Good tip. Yeah, real good tip. You have to be aware that that light is so powerful, especially on the spot. Even on just a general night mm-hmm. dive. The, the big problem, and, and I know you know, is most people, like everywhere their eyeball moves, that, that light's got to move light, too. Yeah. And the lights are just like... Well, that's something all over that the place. should be taught in a night diving class that really isn't it's just here's yeah. a light here's Get, a light yeah, go out you can make see, it back and you'll probably see more with the peripheral of that light than right. you will the direct spot of light because right. of that very thing is where the the heat of the beam is is scaring everything off unless you're shining for deer then they just stop there. deer fish deer you see fish. a deer fish never seen a deer fish oh don't look them in the you know eye. why because they are five they're the the best camouflage artists truth Deerfish. Hashtag camouflage truth. Many marine animals are masters of camouflage, like the deerfish. For them, it is often a case of stay hidden or perish. 
did you ever fish. did you ever get a deer fish letter <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that was deer good. fish deer fish <laughs> we've been together now for <laughs> going on 10 years but the passion, like all things the passion has gone away change happens for divers Sometimes it is always a thrill to locate seahorses frogfishes pipe fishes sculpins crabs and others that are camouflage artists of the first degree while it certainly is possible to find these animals on your own it can be very helpful to ask a dive guide or experienced diver to point out some of them when they do in order to improve your own skills be sure to study the area where the animal is located instead of just trying to look for the animal try to place the animal in context in their environment that exercise can help you find the same and similar species in the future. Good advice. Yeah, that's great advice, right? So instead of just, you know, waiting for the dive master to point out where the seahorse is, you know, hanging on to the, the, the soft coral, the grasses or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever you're at. When they do, try to notice that area that you're in and in similar spots right. later on down the reef, that might be a likely place that you're going to find another one. That makes sense. They didn't put octopi on the camouflage list. Yeah, man. What the heck? Come on, man. I thought this was They're a magazine. Yeah. He, I think it was so obvious that the octopi <laughs> fish are camouflage artists that he included them in the other fish category. <laughs> <laughs> and other fish. I remember um, the, the first time I we went to Cozumel, you'd be drifting along the reef. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a couple times the, the dive master pointed out some of the lobster, the big, big, huge lobster. Were they hanging out with the lobsters? They were on the leeward side of like the coral head kind of, of the back lobster. and under. So they weren't in the, the, the beating of the of oh the, well yeah. of the current. Yeah, yeah. So I, I learned pretty quick that if you want to see the lobster. Get out of the current. Well, yeah, yeah. Get you get out lead. of the current and you get mm-hmm. underneath one of those little ledges and boom, that's where they tend to be hanging out. Lobsters and sharks. But what if you want to see the big stuff? Oh, like, for instance, the the whale big sharks. whale sharks, yes. mantas, mantas, exactly. The big, the, the big squid. pelagics. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that picture of that giant squid going around Facebook? I told you I there did, was some yeah, big old yeah. giant squid it was out a monster. there. Monster. Where? It was, uh, going around Facebook. It's like it was over in Asia somewhere. Yeah. 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 Everything's in Asia. Asia has everything. <laughs> Even divers who are skilled at finding and approaching animals in typical reef communities can be at a loss when it comes to encounters with larger animals such as sea lions, dolphins, manta rays, sharks, and whales. So you see how we use like names like sea lions, uh, dogfish, catfish. We always take land animals and put them to the fish, but you don't see like manta dog. Or squid cat. Or... Shark bird. Turtle. Well, you do see turtle doves. Oh, oh, oh they're theory, theory blown right <laughs> Let's Mind get back equals to the article. blown. <laughs> um, animals that uh, Mr. Snyderman collectively refers to as Mr. Big. During the trip, Mr. Big. listen intently to what dive masters and local experts have to say and do your best to follow their suggestions. The gurus often spend their lives working around these animals and trying to help those divers who have less familiarity have great experiences. I think if you're a guru, you're a guru because you've told lies. And like People are like, where's the big fish? You tell them to go someplace else so that you get the picture of the big fish, of Mr. Big, quote unquote. Well, that, that's if you're a, a general photography guru trying to get the, the, the winning shot. Well, that's to, what to he's sell. talking about, the but gurus. Think, Who else what he's is, saying uh, is, what he, other he's gurus saying are is, there? Um, you know, for instance, I went to die of Isla Guadalupe with the great white sharks years ago. Yes, I remember this. And... The, the dive master gal that was working mm-hmm. the boat was truly there because she I don't think she would have been a dive master in any other location. Mm-hmm. Like she literally was a dive master on that boat because she was so 
enraptured with the great white shark, you know, and she studied it before and was familiar with it for years and just always wanted to be helping doing the research, helping finding out more about them. And so she was on that boat living great whites. True. And those are the people that are going to give you some good information. Okay, good point. The bottom line here is... But if I were asked, I'd say, oh, you guys want to go <laughs> way far away from... Where right. Well, I'm it's, at. it's like uh, it's like we do. It's like we do at the local <laughs> exactly. lakes when we're diving, and then the, yeah. the fisherman comes up. And he's yeah. like, "Hey, uh, the how's fish? the fish down there?" We always we always go. All right, <laughs> what you want to do is go way out here in the middle, right? You see tons of them over there. Knowing that it's just flat bottom, nothing, nothing's out there, and the good spots where we want to hang out us. is yeah. uh, which yeah. where the good fishing is. Good. No, get exactly. the hell away. We, we, yeah, I'm with you. The bottom line here is few things are as helpful as local knowledge and expertise. Um, and you got to realize that when that whale shark gets it coming, you're never in a million years going to be able to outswim that thing. Right, so trying to chase no. him down. Shark Johnson. I don't know. I just, I just bought these new split fins. They said they were the fastest <laughs> ones on the tester's choice test. I've got my speed snorkel on. <laughs> Don't tell me I can't outswim a whale shark. I got the center mounted. I will destroy that whale shark. Eat my bubbles, whale shark. What you want to do ultimately is you want to position yourself where the whale shark comes to you and approaches you rather than you chasing down the big fish. You disguise yourself as a piece of plankton. He will come to you. You keep fish food in your pocket? Yes. Good point. Always always carry a Ziploc baggie full of plankton. It reminds me of some advice my grandfather gave me (laughs) that I'll never forget. Never. No, wait. (laughs) Always. uh, Developing your animal savvy takes a bit of time and some diving experience in a variety of locations with many different animals. Gaining those experiences is fun part of diving. Be patient with yourself and with the creatures you hope to get to know. And realize that developing your animal savvy is a bit like developing your philosophy about many things in life, about your savoir-faire, and about your expectations, like uh, Elena said earlier, right? If you go in only wanting the big dive, Mm -hmm. you're never going to have fun unless it's a big dive. I think a good thing to take away from that is have realistic expectations. I would say, I'm not saying, you know, go out there, hey, I don't expect to see a damn thing, be that person on the boat. You don't want to be that person. No. Nobody no. likes that person. Nobody likes that person. That's, so if you're that person, I, you're listening. I should stop doing that. <laughs> stop listening to our show. Stop diving. Get out of the sport. But, but have a realist, realistic expectation that, hey, I might not see these things that they're, they're talking about. And you, seeing can still have a, and you can still have a you fantastic have a time. Yeah. Yeah. As you gain experience, you Unless are you likely... die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. But yeah. Well... Otherwise, yeah. As you gain experience, you are likely to refine your thoughts and your skills. Ultimately, my observations have led me to believe that those divers who are open to learning and to new personal discoveries always seem to have the most highly developed sense of animal savvy. True facts. There you go, Marty. Good job, old Marty Snyderman. I think, though, at the beginning when he was talking about how some people have natural animal savvy, it's because they're earth signs. They could. It could be their zodiac. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Wait, what do you? <laughs> wait, you think Earth signs have a better chance better of uh, seeing marine life? They're better with They're animals. Better wouldn't, with wouldn't, animals. A, uh, wouldn't a wouldn't like a Pisces be a better no. the thing is better Pisces, diver in the water? Pisces are too busy doing drugs to learn how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> what? Or a Cancer? Yeah, Crabs. Too busy crying. <laughs> oh. 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 Wow. And, and what are you? I'm a Virgo. I'm on the other side. Oh, so. aren't you just up on the boat playing with your hair? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah. Take my picture on the back of the boat. <laughs> it's not even. <laughs> what? You don't even, you don't you even, don't even even, Zodiac. You don't you, even. Do you even Zodiac, bro? Dude. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, uh, Elena's a, a co-host of a radio show. <laughs> Called Shout the out. Astro Hose, yo. Hello. What, what? <laughs> what, what, what? Check out her show on KOXY. Yeah. 
KXYRadio.com. We're trying to teach her to put it into a podcast, but yeah. that way she can live the fruitful life like Jamesy and Brando. Yeah. Well, you've got to, once you break into double digits of listeners. Well, we have 12. Oh, you got 12? Yeah. I thought you were at nine still. 12. Dang. <laughs> well, up. soon you'll be able to live the good life like you see us living here well, in our recording studio. Is. I think what she needs is the bumper stickers and t-shirts. So you need to invest about $1,000 in bumper stickers and t-shirts. <laughs> okay. And I guarantee you'll double that in a month. You'll be to 20. You'll be up to, I bet you'll even be to 25. Wow. <laughs> you'll be at 40 bucks a listener. <laughs> We will pay you 40 bucks. <laughs> That's how you have to start. That's how we got started. <laughs> Please listen. You got to break a couple legs to make yes. your omelet. But is what I, we're trying to say. I think the thing with Kaoxy Radio is a very small audience because it's a very small radio station. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. the podcast is worldwide. There you go. Like so, us. We yeah. got listeners all over the world, which is great. Yeah. And yeah. thank you to all those listeners for listening to yes. our show. We have a lot of fun doing this every week. Thank you to Kitty Calhoun showing up for uh, for this week's episode. Kitty Calhoun. Thanks, for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Kitty. <laughs> and uh, did you, Elena? Did you bring your logbook? Because we got to sign the logbook. We have to log the die. Yeah, all right. I brought it. Okay, good deal. But um, we but... didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> this dive is horrendous. This this dive. I didn't see anything on this dive. I had to listen well, to you, clownfish. That's because here. Let me sign your logbook. You're supposed to go slow and. Steady. <laughs> Love, Jamesy. <laughs> Lower your expectations. Get well soon. <laughs> Love, Sammy. There you go. And sign. Go ahead. But you have to t- tell everybody what you're writing. Yeah, oh. it's not just for you. It's for everybody. I just wrote my name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's a my good. name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next week. See you later. Stay savoir faire and safe diving. They have a uh, sign off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Earth sign. You should have a sign off. You have an earth sign off. Don't, don't be mud. Earth signs rule. You know what an earth sign and a water sign mixed together is? Mud. Right? Did he say things like that? No. No, you could. Yeah. Give me credit, though, when you use it. Oh, my dad made this one up. <laughs> What? <laughs>